Hello, this is David, and you're listening to In the Background. Hello, everyone. Like I said, this is David, and today... I'm going to play a little clip, and I have a few verses here. The topic um, is actually on repentance, and uh, I'll just start by first um, giving you a little story, uh, something recent that happened. Um, this past uh, the holiday season, my wife and I and uh, two friends from church and their kids, we actually went up to where I'm from, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we went to a theater production there called Sight and Sound. It's actually a very good uh, Christian uh, Broadway show, for lack of a better term. And I would consider it to be a very high-end show like it's very well done the stages are amazing the music's amazing the acting's good it's just they have live animals it's an amazing amazing time and uh, i've been to a couple shows but this last show i went to was actually uh, the story of david and i'd have to say that it it actually touched me in a very, very deep way, in a very profound way. And one thing that I realized when we were watching the play is that David was obviously a man after God's own heart. But something that I saw that was so prevalent in David's life was repentance. You know, uh, there's been times in this in the story where I was watching it, and you know, I kind of leaned over to Clint, and he is actually a deacon in our church, and I'd consider him to know the Bible fairly well. And I was like, "Is this actually in Scripture?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "It is." He's like, "It's," you know, he he rattled off what it was, and can't really remember what it was, but it was something, and I was just like, oh, "It's so interesting," but. There were so many things that happen in the story. When you read it, you're like, oh yeah. But I'm always, I've always been a visual person. And when I saw it with my own eyes and, you know, the sin with Bathsheba, obviously it's like a clean, it's a family show. So it's not like there was anything dirty, but you saw the fall of David. And at the end, you know, of one of the acts, in the next, the beginning of the next uh, half or whatever, the second half or whatever, they call it Act 2, Act 3, whatever it was. David sang a song, and it was a repentance song. And I was like, it was so deep, and it connected with me. But I think in general that things like that, a story is about repentance, they should really hit us deep. Because repentance is something that I kind of strive to do every day. And I'm not saying like, I'm a, you know, we're all sinners. Like, 
There's no one without sin. Whether or not you live in sin is different than when you sin here or there. Have a rough day, maybe swear, maybe show someone anger, unkindness. It's something we repent of. I've repented many, many times to my wife, many, many times to other people when I feel like, you know, I kind of feel conviction. There's repentance with it. And I think repentance is a daily thing. Seeking the Lord is a daily thing. Um, but in that story, it just, it really, it brought me to a spiritual, um, seeing the story, just being reminded of what repentance is brought me to such a, uh, a, I guess, realization for myself of, of, needing to seek the Lord more and realizing and being open to the Lord's correction in my life. And I'm going to play this little clip um, of Billy Graham here, and it actually ties in very well with a repentance. And it's like repentance doesn't just mean being sorry, but it means like turning away from that which you've did. And, you know, obviously we strive to not be angry we strive to not do this but the lord slowly changes us there's always something to repent for but i just want to play this clip here real quick say well billy what what really do i have to do first you have to be willing to repent of your sin you say well what does that mean that means to change your way of living to change your thinking about christ and about god and about yourself It means to live a new kind of a life. It means that you're willing to give up some of those wrong things in your life and walk with him. That's repentance. And Jesus said, except a man repent, he can't see the kingdom of God. Have you repented? Are you sure of it? Did that change take place? I'm not talking about, did you say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. That's not repentance. Oh, Lord, I've sinned. That's not repentance. It means a change. All things have passed away and everything becomes new. And then the second thing, you must receive him by faith. But as many as received him to them, gave him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You say, well, Billy, what what really? It's such a good reminder. It's not about just apologizing about something in your life. And then just apologizing again and again and again as Christians. When we repent, we repent um, in a way where it's like, Lord, take this from me. Lord, forgive me for this. For me, um, something I find myself repenting of constantly is when I judge. And there have been times when I've judged people, have judged situations, and I say, Lord, I repent of this, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Teach me to be more humble, to not judge. Obviously, there's times to correctly judge certain things, but there was a time recently where I feel like you kind of slip and you fall and you repent and that repentance when you fall or when you you realize you fall short of 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 what the lord is asking you to do it was kind of like 
the first time I really experienced what the grace of God was is when you repent and it's like a, a deep, deep repentance, a spiritual repentance of realizing, Lord, I, I failed you. I have fallen or whatever it is. And you kind of, in general, sometimes you feel like you want to condemn yourself, but it's interesting because the Bible says when you repent, your sins are as far from the east as from the west. You know, it's interesting when you look at the globe, the you can measure from north to south. Like at some point, you come from the north, say the North Pole, you go to the south and you go around, you start moving back up north again. But when you go from the east to the west, there's no, there's no measurement. There's, if you go west and you continue to go west, you're always moving west. If you go east and you continue to move east around the earth, you're always going east. And when God says, I removed you as far as the east is from the west, there's no connection there. Whereas when you go from north to south, there is actually a connection where eventually you start going north and you start going south. So there is a closeness, the way I look at it anyway. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but I uh, heard someone bring that up one time, and I'm like, wow, I never even thought about that. But then I took it, obviously, to a, you know, that Bible verse. I just want to read some verses here. The first verse is Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them sin, their sin and I will heal their land. Another one here is Acts 3.19. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. When I feel like I haven't repented for a while, I haven't seeked the Lord, I haven't made right things in my life with the Lord, I personally lack a refreshness that can happen. You can continue to try to manipulate and emotionally go forward in your um, faith, in your walk with God, in whatever it is that you may be doing. Maybe there's even a movement of God happening, but it's very easy to emotionally create that. But here in this verse, when I read this, repent, then turn to God. This is Acts 3.19 so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So when I read that verse, I naturally think if I'm not repenting and not keeping my life on a good, clean foundation, a good relationship with the Lord, keeping my relationship with the cross, with the life of Christ, keeping it on that foundation, I will not have a refreshing time 
from the Lord. The Lord will not give me new things. There will not be a refreshness in my spirit. And that's something that is extremely dangerous that we as Christians need to have that um, freshness from the Lord. Um, a, I guess you can call it a spiritual life. There are times when I meet people and they, I'm not trying to overly judge them, but there are people that I've met in my life or that I've known of that can cause an emotional response, can cause emotional things, that stuff in their life is just a language. Oh, I know the death of Christ, and I know I need to pick up my cross, and I know I need to do this, and I need to do that. But living that, living at the foot of the cross, picking up your cross, and Jesus says daily, daily there are things to pick up your cross for, then daily there are things to repent of. And I'm not saying that you need to go find something to repent for, but the, if you make, if you pray to the Lord, this is something I'm working on in my own life, as I say, Lord, show me in my life areas you want to touch. Show me, please. Now, sometimes that might be through other people. The Lord might open up our own eyes to it, but He will answer that prayer. But be ready to be exposed, to repent and to turn and say, Lord, I see my fault. Lord, help me go this way. Help me continue down the path of righteousness, a path of repentance, and a fulfilled and a life and a fruitful life of Christ in my life, Lord. Um, I think there was one other verse that I did want to read here. Uh, yeah, uh, one more verse, and then I'll close. Actually, two verses here. The first one is in Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. It says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Once again, we have a call to repentance for our good, for our health, our well-being. And the last one I'm going to read is in Matthew 3, verse 8. And it says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. When you read that, there's something in mind that I, I think of. And so often, as Christians, we are called to produce good fruit, to produce fruit. Here it says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. So if there's not a repentance in our life, there's not going to be a fruit, a spiritual fruit in our life for us to change, to grow, and to be able to share our life with others. You know, as Christians, we go back to, <clears throat> I always go back to Ephesians 4.11, 
you go to church not to have an experience at church and then let that stay there. You go to church, you have an experience at church, you grow, you learn, you repent, um, so that you may go into the world and share the love of Christ, to share the gospel, to share, to repent, and turn from your ways, to go to, to, to meet the Lord. Too often do we make uh, church. Church is obviously important. We're meant to meet together, to fellowship together, to grow together. But it's meant to be to build up. I'm going to read that verse real quick. Ephesians. And even this podcast, if you're listening to this, this isn't for you just to get built up with knowledge. This is encouragement for you and for me to go out and share um, Ephesians 4, verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, or pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body, excuse me, of Christ, until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we no longer may be children tossed to and fro by the waves but carried about carried every wind of doctrine by human cunning and craftiness and all that other stuff. Rather speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in every way to him that is ahead into Christ. I want to stop there real quick. Obviously, we go to church to get built up, to go out. There are people who are, I would consider them to be like anointed teachers and preachers and pastors and prophets and evangelists and apostles. I, I do believe all those gifts are active in the church today. I think many different people have that calling upon their life. You know, I was just listening to a Francis Chan sermon not too long ago, and I was just very encouraged. That man just has such a reverence for the Lord, such an anointed pastor, and loves God and loves his people. So it is very, very touching whenever I hear him. But speaking the truth in love. I want to end on this real quick. There's two ways to speak a truth. In love and in legalism. I know many people, and I'm not saying they're all like Southern Baptist type of people. You know, I'm not saying all Southern Baptists are like that. But in general, there's a lot of people that speak from a legalistic standpoint. You can say a truth to someone that you do care about them, but you, when you speak it, you speak more because you care about the right answer, the right thing. You know, I know people like that personally. When they speak, there's, there's no life behind it because it's coming out of a legalistic truth. Right here it says, rather speaking the truth in love when you love Christ and you love God and you repent 
and you want that for other people, there is a truth that comes in the form of love. And it is a, it has such a strong fragrance of Christ. Because when you come with truth in legalism, it just feels like a political statement. It feels like, a, okay, yeah, this is right and that's wrong, and you have to knock it off. That's not in love. That's why in, is it 1 Corinthians 14, 13, it says, but the greatest of these is love. Everything we do needs to be done out of love and not of legalism. And there are many, many people that have not yet come to that conclusion that the way that they speak, the way that they live their Christian lives is in legalism and not in love. And I think we as Christians need to start realizing when we do do that, me being the first one, there have been many times I've said things out of knowing it's the right thing. But as I repent, as I, repent, as I seek the Lord, as I, as I continue to let the Lord build me and continue to change me, the things I speak will have the fragrance of Christ, the love of Christ, and the good fruit that the Lord wants us to go forward with. I'm going to read this. I just peeked in my Bible. One more verse. It is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, where do I want to start? Let's start at verse 8. I actually have this tattooed on me. So don't judge me for having a tattoo. I got it when I was very zealous. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 till verse 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. God, if you're listening to this and you're encouraged by this, God has work prepared for you. You are going to reach people that I cannot reach. You are going to talk to people that I cannot talk to. And likewise, there's people that I'm going to come in, touch, uh, in contact with throughout my work week, throughout my flexible schedule or whatever it may be, that God has for me. But we can't boast that this is anything of us. Can't boast that, oh, this is the right way because I understand this and this is what it is. It must come with love. And God, when God has work prepared for us, we will also be judged by what we do at the end of, of our lives. We're going to be judged on what we did with our life, what we did with our money. It's not my money, it's God's money. God has provided me with whatever set amount of money I have. It's not a lot. God has provided me with time. What do I do with that time? So, that being said, I want to thank 
Um, anyone who's listening, feel free to share if you want to share this. And do not feel condemned, but feel when I repent, I feel such a freedom and I feel the grace of the Lord on my life when I repent and I make a mistake. So let that be an encouragement to you because it's something I need every single day. So thank you guys for listening. Have a good rest of your week.